0: In this episode, we do a review of Storm King's Thunder in our new segment called Behind the DM Screen. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! Hey. It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop gaming podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog Gaming. Tabletop News.
1: Jujuts and dragons and magic. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. feature. That's, of that's, that's our, best, our best feature.
0: This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks. Blue Samurai here with... The Costasaurus, and to my right is... Still Paul. Welcome to Geeks of Cascadia, episode 31. Remember, we are your portal. See, I use the word portal. That's very and good, it, the yes. game design, con use, <laughs> reviews, artists, anything that has to do with tabletop gaming um, here and around the world, but mostly kind of just here. But <laughs> if you're tuning in, and I did notice on my... Uh, the the analytics of soundcloud there are some of you uh one from egypt couple hey, from man. egypt hey. thanks Email Egypt. Us. Email us uh right. canada never heard of that country before um i'll have to look on the map um, uk <laughs> I, who are you you keep listening to us we want to know who you are we want to give you a t-shirt or something i don't know yeah. brazil luxembourg italy wow it's awesome we're international it's amazing, but yeah, I just, I'm just i going on. What do we got for uh, con news? Yeah, well,
2: <laughs> for con news is we've got a, a few coming up, and I mean, there's, there's a lot going on, but we're going to start off with uh, Dragonflight that we have going on. That'll be their 39th Dragonflight. Yeah. That's amazing. They've been doing those longer than I am old.
0: Yes. I can't say that. I, but
2: you guys are close, very close.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So th-
2: <laughs> yes. that would be August twenty fourth mm-hmm. to through twenty sixth. Um, also the Bellevue Hilton. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that is just on a, the best place I've probably gone to for a con. I feel like mm-hmm. there's room to move around. Uh-huh. They're super nice. The staff there and they mm-hmm. are just so accommodating. So that'll be Dragonflight, the 39th one, awesome. August twenty fifth. You keep on talking through twenty sixth. You're
0: blowing up this microphone. So yeah, we- it's, <laughs> all right, It's there the we go. East
2: Coast in me. I'm loud and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have PAX coming up mm-hmm. relatively soon, and that'll be August thirty first to September third, um, and that will be in the Seattle Convention Center. Is that what it's called? It will be in the center. That's the Sky Bridge. It's the Seattle Convention Center Washington and State, the Seattle. State right University. over there, I we pie. go. Washington Where? State Convention Center. Let's go. Um, I and think that so. Yeah. Is, <laughs> now, it's. I would say the majority of it is video games. But it they've is. they've been increasing their tabletop and RPG presence a lot. Yeah, they a have a the whole more.
0: section of uh, tabletop games over
2: there. So that's been cool. Um, they might even be sold out by now. I don't know. I You'll heard see they me I heard there. they sell out I'll so fast. There. I'll I'll probably be there at least yeah. a day. Comic
1: has a table there. Stop by and say hi. Yeah.
2: Woohoo! And then right around that time, a few days after PAX, there is Rose City Comic Con, which is going to be down south. Um, they're going to have some pretty cool guests, and that'll be from September 7th through September 9th. Um. So they get guests up there sometimes that we don't get down here, but it's Northwest Convention. Mm-hmm. As Steve reminded me, so mm-hmm. that still might be cool to oh just to get a
0: picture of Khaleesi. No, that is no,
2: that is not. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't you? don't, you don't <laughs> want. Yeah, yeah, you don't really want everyone to just get all excited. Mm-hmm. No, if she was there, I would pay fifty bucks for a hug. But David Tennant will be there.
1: Oh wow, I would pay fifty bucks okay. for a hug from David Tennant.
2: Yeah. What about Evangeline Lily? Sure. Okay. She's Wasp in the upcoming. She is. Wasp. Oh, I did. She, she was also. I forgot the name of the elf, but she was also in the Hobbit. Played mm-hmm. a one of the elf they added that wasn't from the books. Felicia Day, uh, does uh, that upset you? Greg Sulkin. Don't know who that is. No, I liked it. John <laughs> Burrowman, Jonathan Frakes. Okay, oh. so.
1: Oh my uh, God!
2: My wife and I, we um, mm-hmm. we. we when he came mm-hmm. up to Pax, we went to we paid to get a picture with him. Mm-hmm. That dude is tall, man. Like mm-hmm. it was with him and it was with Oh, I always forget his name. Brent Spiner.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Data. Data,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was them and those two together. We were taking mm-hmm. pictures with both of them. Wow. Were, are you
1: kidding me? They were so
2: Hot. freaking hilarious and fun like you came they're like hey cool. come over here and they're like
0: you just made Paul like, jealous
1: they, just, like, they were giving tracker.
2: like big squeezes and joking oh, and just, just seeing those two actors together like they mm-hmm. were having a blast yeah. and joking by the um, way if
1: you're looking for a podcast to listen to Star Trek The Next Conversation is great
2: mm. mm-hmm. so anyways, <laughs> they have a lot of other ones I mean Carl Urban is there um, just Michael Dorn so mm. you can see Worf uh, Michael Rooker. I mean, there's just it. The list just goes on. I'm Wait. not going to read every mm-hmm. single one through there, but there's there's definitely a lot. Um, oh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> Are we still. I didn't know Oops. Val Kilmer was still alive. Anyways, Val Kilmer will be there. oh God. I thought he popped you didn't off. Know he was still. No, there. I actually thought he popped off a while ago. Um, so that'll be Rose City Comic Con. Val then, Kilmer, if you're
0: listening, we're really sorry about
2: that. <laughs> just sorry. You're I, I, I haven't seen thing. you. He was going to come on our podcast. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah next week. But I, I, not I stopped watching your stuff after Batman. Um so we also then have OrcaCon,
1: GreatCon.
2: I've heard that it's okay.
1: I've been to that one.
2: Oh wait, no, our OrcaCon. No, yeah, I've heard it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yes, it's right. yes, um, it amazing. So that will be at the beginning of mm-hmm. 2019. So that'll be mm-hmm. January 11th through 13th. Mm-hmm. Um Bellevue Hilton. I would definitely advise Keeping your eye on the website because we are just constantly having more things go live. You know, for submitting games that you want to play, mm-hmm. you know, we're, it's constantly being uploaded um, with uh, who new celebrity guests are. Yes, and, such
1: as we've got yeah. Catherine Cross, mm-hmm. Jeremy Crawford, Liz Kortz, Shanna mm-hmm. T. Bryant, um, Sylvia Artiga, and many more. We just added some to the website, orchicon.org. I
0: heard there's a famous podcast crew that will be there too.
1: Yeah. Ooh,
2: that must be Boards Alive.
1: Right oh, oh us! What? Come on, <laughs>
0: man. I mean,
2: they're pretty amazing. The oh, the, pretty the, amazing. The,
1: the it's date night is great.
2: Oh my gosh, I love it's date night. They're just yeah, they're, and they're just, just great I, people. I've been <laughs>
0: listening to their D and D adventure tomb of horrors. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. That
2: and it's cool. cool to listen to it and be like, those two dudes are teachers and like. I really and love. I follow them on Twitter, and I really love it when they're posting stuff. And they're stuff so about
0: um, they're so nice to us too. Yeah.
2: that's just how they are. They're just legit yeah. nice people and good people. Have you noticed that when we <laughs> ask, like, I
0: would be with them with a zombie I, apocalypse because they wouldn't try to eat me like you two would. And you, you, I love it when we ask them to like come on our show and they have that look. It's like, oh, that's, you're, yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. That's cute. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those guys are awesome. I love. Yeah, oh, I love you great, guys. Can you give me a t-shirt? That'd be kind of cool. Okay.
1: Um, What else (laughs) do we got?
0: Oh, well,
2: that would mean that's pretty much it for con news. There's one
1: con I want to plug. It's uh, Opticon. It is in Squim, August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's a game-playing convention. Okay. Um, There are tickets at the door, but August 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Squim, Opticon. That's opticon.org, O-P-T-T-A-C-O-N. Okay, great. Sounds like a Transformer. It's supposed to. Look at the picture. Oh, wow. Okay. well, You know what that looks check like? Check out their website. It
0: looks like a extremely overweight Qu- black bolt from Marvel. Quick question. Can you get hotel rooms at OrcaCon?
1: Yes. H-word, yeah. At the OrcaCon price. Really? Yes. Where would you go? You would go to org and click the thing for the hotels and follow that link. The thing? Yes. You click bunch. hotels. Oh, hotel. yes. Okay. A button thing thing a on the internet. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't make internet things. Yes. Well, that's okay. <laughs> All right.
2: So what do we got for Kickstarter? So there's a really cool Kickstarter I am currently backing this cuz I I just love our local stuff. This is a um this is a local person. So this is a Seattle-based Kickstarter right now called Fantastic Factories. You know we interviewed him. We interviewed him. Yeah. Uh well, you guys interviewed him.
3: Well, yeah.
2: Yeah. But so. but yeah, so uh, yeah, Joseph Chen. So, um, uh, don't, take, don't take
0: it
1: personally.
2: Fantastic. Though. Whatever. Mr. I like, went to Gen Con.
1: Like, that was Dragonfly. It was like in the tens somewhere, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Little,
2: yeah. yeah. So um he has a game up there, Fantastic Factories. Um it's dice placement, which I enjoy, and engine building. Um it's look it's looking really good right now. I mean their goal is fifteen thousand four hundred and thirty seven dollars. <laughs> um but their at, goal? Yeah, but oh. they're at almost eighty eight thousand dollars. Um, Holy again, good job. I well, I've
1: been working this for a long time. I, I try idea.
2: to back. I try to back. I try to back locals, mm-hmm. um, people who've been on our show, just friends in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, I would have backed this because it's just it's it's so cool that it's not necessarily a big board, but it's using different cards with variable powers, and you're building that engine, which I just love doing that in game so much.
0: So when does it end?
2: Yes, it ends in 17 days from the moment we're doing this podcast, which is June 11. Ooh, that means
0: so that means on the
2: 28th, thing. June 28th, it will be ending. Um, but they've get this thing up then. Yeah, and they've hit a lot of stretch goals, which That's is cool. really really cool. So you're you would be supporting your.
1: Local local
0: group, it's good guy. So cool when we get people that have been on our podcast
1: and they're and they're doing really well. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Chad, Gray, cool. uh, Chad Gray. Chad Gray, that was they, awesome. Those games just shipped. I just got my notification. That is cool. And they're going to the distribution right. center or whatever they call that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if there's no problem crossing the border, very soon. Goatfish. Nice. Goatfish, So check it out. It's one of
0: our episodes.
2: Speaking of which, mm-hmm. I just got. A game in that you know what I'll get to that in a moment, or I'm gonna totally lose track. Another Kickstarter game right now, uh, and I'll start going off about it. A uh, vast. So those people who have played vast, it is an asymmetric game. I and I know people say, "Oh, I've never played a game like this before." Mm-hmm. About games, we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You, you've probably played a game with that mechanic. I have legitimately never played a game like vast before because each player not just has a different role but a completely different board. Like, completely Mm -hmm. different mechanisms. So if I play as Mm -hmm. the cave, you know, I'm laying down tiles. So I have heavy tile placement. I have variable powers that I can use to try to do Mm cave-ins. If I play as the goblins, um, I'm not tile-laying. Instead, I'm having to move through differently. I have different cubes that represent my little clans moving through. So if I play as the cave, I'm not going to know how to play as goblins. I'm going to have to learn how to play as that. If I play as Mm -hmm. goblins... I'm going to have to learn separately how to play as the dragon. How so do you know all this? I backed it, and I love it. And, oh, I, okay. and I, um, I played it with Jesse. At um, The last time I played mm-hmm. was with Jesse at uh, uh, OrcaCon last year, and it was, it was awesome. So, anyways, they have a predecessor to that. It's not an expansion. It's kind of its own um, little baby, and it's mm-hmm. actually called Vast Mysterious Manor. So it uses mm-hmm. that asymmetric aspect that is so, I think, part of the identity of that game and and show for the listeners,
0: what does asymmetric mean?
2: Asymmetric Hmm. means that everybody is doing the the By definition, I don't know. So uh, it's like I can like visualize it. So yeah, asymmetric is you have where it sounded good. One, two, three, four people Mm -hmm. um they're each doing something at the Mm -hmm. same time and they're all doing their own
0: separate thing but Mm -hmm. all together. Okay. Does that
1: sound right? I love that it. That makes good sense for, yes. For a and head.
0: if not, if that is not it, you can email <laughs> us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com or get us on Facebook or Twitter at
1: the same name. Or even take a picture of making a That's face. That's why we can Instagram. plug it in there.
0: Hey, Siri,
2: what does asymmetric mean? <laughs> oh, good lord. Hey, Siri, what does asymmetric mean? Let's see what she says.
1: Mm-hmm. She's not talking to us right now.
2: Oh, she just said, having parts that...
1: Asymm- Having parts that fail to correspond to one another in shape, oh. size, or no.
2: arrangement, so the opposite.
1: lacking symmetry. No,
2: that's, that makes sense. There we go. Thanks, Siri. You actually Siri's helped. Siri's a doll. Um, and then the last one I do want to throw out real fast is Academy Games. Mm-hmm. They have quality stuff. They did a game that is really, really, really good called Mari Nostrum. It is a Civ building game. It's a ama- absolutely amazing, super balanced. So they have another one up called Tudor, and Tudor. Uh, no relation to Hodor. Um, but in Tudor, uh, or mm-hmm. Tudor, yeah, T-U-D-O-R, mm-hmm. you know, it is a worker placement, variable powers, but there's this cool little thing where you can earn... Uh, little rings, so you have a player screen that's essentially the backside of a hand showing people, and you can get player rings that symbolize different powers and then put it on the hand mm-hmm. so others can see the different abilities oh, that's cool. that you can get. So, what,
0: uh, when does this thing end?
2: This ends in six days, so we probably may not have. Oh, well, up. there you go. <laughs> so that would be June 17th, well, but they, they may yeah, have, they'll either have <laughs> Academy Games is good about either having um. Late backing, or you can pre-order with what that was their stuff.
0: Is this oh yeah, their goal
2: was pretty high. Same with Vast; their goal was ten thousand. They made eighty-one. Ugh. Vast's Jeez. goal was thirty thousand. They're at three hundred and nine thousand. Oh, wow. Uh, well, the first one was not only was it a successful Kickstarter, mm-hmm. it was a it's a really good and unique
0: game. So, what else do we got going on before we go in the interview? Oh, we well, the, talk- the,
1: the purpose of... It's a, a game review or chat. We should probably talk about that a little bit, what the purpose of our episode is.
0: Oh, why, yes, we should have. I should have put it at the beginning, but I didn't. Yeah. That's bad. That's well, good. we got a new segment called Behind the DM Screen. Yeah. The, what we're going to try to do is I'll, try to play a campaign from the D&D setting, or D&D 5th edition, and... Play it from beginning to end, and actually do a review of it. Too many times, there's a review of these campaigns that come out, like Storm King's Thunder, Curse of Strahd, um, Rise of, uh, I think the Rise of Tiamat or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of times, and you can go on YouTube and you check out these podcasts. Nothing against them; they're all great podcasts on yeah. YouTubes. But the thing is, they just get it in the mail and they read it, and that's it. And, and they, they, they kind of do the review. They haven't played it, so this is kind of the. This is different, because a lot of the reviews that you're hearing out there, they haven't played the game. They just read the book. So they're
2: just like, well, the art is cool, the story sounds awesome, we like the mechanics and the
0: rules. And so we've been playing this game for about almost two years. Almost two years, yeah. Which is about when it came out in the first place. So I realize it's kind of an old review, because it's been out for a while, but it is a true review. It's one that players have actually played in. We've had a DM that's in the review. And I think you will get a lot of welcome information. If you're a oh, DM, yeah. you're gonna love it. If you're a player, you're gonna love it. It's gonna give you more ideas. Well, there's spoilers. There are spoilers. It's so it's like all spoilers. If you're in, if you're a player and you're in it, you probably shouldn't listen no. to it. If you want to, or maybe you do. I don't. Maybe you're chaotic evil. Maybe you do <laughs> want to be in it. I don't know. You want to listen, but it's uh, this is a new segment that we're gonna start doing. It won't come up too often because. It's us playing the well, game. It takes a
1: while to get through an it adventure. It does.
0: It does. And our, our next <clears throat> adventure is White Plume Mountain. Hopefully, we can do the same thing with yeah. that as well.
2: Sounds like a Disney ride.
0: White Plume Mountain. Or like a Could musketeer.
1: it a white plume in your hat. Yeah. Ooh. That's what it's about. That anyway. sounds yeah. more exciting than I'm sure what well, well, think Well,
0: I don't think anyone here wants to hear us talk. Because so, this bit is dying. Whoops. So with that, let's go check out the review of Storm King's Thunder. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now for the August 24th through 26th convention at the Bellevue Hilton at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Cascadia, behind the DM Screen. And now we review Storm King's Thunder. Hey, geeks. Welcome to a new segment called Behind the DM Screen, where we do reviews of the latest D&D products. Actually, this is not that latest, but it's been out for about it two years me, or so. Well, we we yeah, didn't have to play it through it, right. and it took us a while. What we're going to try to do is we're going to play We'll play these whole things, and we'll do these reviews and the, the first one we're doing is Storm King's Thunder. And with me, of course, I am Blue Samurai, and we have... I'm Rebecca. I'm still Paul. I'm Steve. <laughs> if you don't know who Steve is, we talk about him a lot. He's our DM. Do you? <laughs> oh, we do a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Are we? you going to sue us? <laughs> no, yet. no. Okay. All good things. So let's talk about Storm King's Thunder. Storm King's Thunder came out about two and a half years ago, two years ago. Something like that. And uh, another a product by Wizards of the Coast. Obviously it's a part of its uh, D&D's 5th edition. Um, to start off, uh, let's just say it's a, it's the campaign. Starts off with the adventures really taking a choice whether they want to do a published adventure, other published adventures, or the DM can go right into it with Chapter 1, The Great People. But really it's a and we'll go in the DM about this. But really, it's an adventure that starts off at fifth level. And really, what's great about this is even though there's a, you can follow a linear path, it gives you lots of options along the way. So it's kind of like you kind of free play in a way.
1: It really is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot like playing, um, more like playing Witcher 3 right. than Final Fantasy seven.
0: Right. You got a lot of side quests. And, and really, it begins with giants attacking uh, a, a town or city. And you kind of react to that. And then you, you kind of go to your choices of three different cities. You can either go uh, Triabor, Golden Fields, or I can't even pronounce Prison.
3: this one. Shandar. Yes, I think that's why he didn't pick
0: that one because you can't <laughs> pronounce it. So we went to Golden Fields first. Um, after that, you are set on in a, a path where you have to go find some talismans or old, old artifacts, Wasn't if you there will. A book? In a hole? That was no, way, before, really? way before. Way yeah. before. Nothing. And then you have to find these conches, which Conchs. teleport you Conchs. to Conchs. Uh, the Maelstrom, where you get to find King Hecton. We'll, we'll go into all that later. By the way, this is spoilerific. Oh, yes. Tons so Turn it off now. That's right. Unless you're, get a spoiler warning unless you're, you're DM, you maybe, maybe this is a good thing for you. But in the end, you fix the ordning, which is why this whole thing is going on in the first place. It's yeah. the ordning, which is the way giants are placed... And this political thing. Yeah, it's the pecking order of giants. Right. It's the pecking, the, or- the
3: uh, pecking order of giants is ordained by their god. Yes. And it's kind of gone. And there's a lot of chaos and everybody's trying mm-hmm. to go to the top. And the adventurers are probably just trying to make things go back to the way they were. Right. So the, they stop, you know, attacking downs and whatnot. Right. Yes. And the
0: whole thing is really all, you get all these giant groups, storm giants and frost giants who are competing. And then you've got dragons in the background. Yeah. Doing all this. And, of course, we'll we'll have the chart, the flow chart there as, as I described it, as you'll see. That It shows you exactly how to go from start to finish with different options. But before we actually go talk to DM and we all uh, talk about this, uh, let's give you how we were all set up. So my character was a fighter, uh-huh. uh, though it was a samurai uh, class, uh, subclass type fighter. Um, what about you?
4: I was a barbarian, female barbarian. This, I was new. I've never played this before, so I thought it would be a little simpler without spells mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, and what- I quickly wanted spells. In what, in what, in what path did you
0: do?
4: Uh, we did the Totem Warrior. Um wasn't super-duper helpful. Um, I kind of wish I did the Berserker instead, just so he mm-hmm. could go, like, eight
1: Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Yes.
4: Um, but it was fun. It was cool. I learned a lot. And I actually thought that the DM was... Uh, because um, I'm new to this It just sounded like It was just all made up I didn't even know There was it, a, it was so a book I didn't even know All that info Was
0: behind the Well yeah partition. Steve wrote this it's whole book it's, it's still <laughs> mostly Just made up yeah. It was, it was really well done People agree upon certain Absolutely <laughs> Had a great time And Paul Who'd you have as a
1: character? I was a um, Wood elf warlock Named Upari Feathermoon I
4: thought you were a wizard
1: Yeah Here we go <laughs> so wizard has no, spells No You guys lots. are classes, So <laughs> when well, I first I want to point that out It's not my fault I only had two spells <laughs> <laughs> two spells went, and take a nap. Two spells and take a nap. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? That's, that's, like that's a how you deal. roll, roll, roll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could have chosen. I, this is also my first campaign, uh-huh. and if I'd made different choices, my character could have been more useful. But I, I
3: you did good. You made up for you usefulness in, in being entertaining. Right. Yeah, that's good. And Your character and was the, very entertaining. Right. And, and, no we, all, and we also, <laughs> who are
0: not with us because they're shy or they're in another state, we had a thief. Uh-huh. Character and we also had a cleric and yeah, I but think we
4: started off all with a whole we also had we, five other people. Well, we did, yeah. but
0: yeah. I think all around, if you look at the group, yeah. it was really well balanced. You had your two tanks, you had your healer, and you had your kind of outranged folks like our spellcaster and sometimes our thief. And it was good to have a thief. Well, boy, we didn't have a thief for the longest <laughs> very time, hard. and that very sucked. Handy. It was very handy. So if you're playing this game, please have a thief because you just have. We had a hard time. I think we we're just bashing who down wants, doors. Who and wants chest.
3: to go up and scout this area <laughs> and get attacked? Because <laughs> everybody
0: sees them this time. So, Steve, you've been uh, you've been playing D for a long time. Yeah,
3: well, I started in like '79 or '80 with the right. uh, wow. the blue book, yeah, um, and and came with B2, uh, keep on the borderlands, and we played a bunch. Uh, we kind of like late '80s switched to a bunch of other games. Didn't really play much a 2nd edition. Kind of came mm-hmm. back and played 3rd edition. Um, I DMed some and played some and kind of got back out about the time of 3.5. Skipped 4th edition. I mean, I, I think I played it twice. And then I'd been coming back with 5th edition. You know, played mm-hmm. in Barry's campaigns that he's run. Uh, and then when he moved to Tacoma, kind of <laughs> took the group right. over right yeah. about the start of... Uh, with this campaign, i has been running at the game store here, mm-hmm. and went for something like six, eight months. Right. Uh, playing, getting to fifth level so he could start Storm King's Thunder, and I was a player in that campaign, and we got mm-hmm. there in our DM Barry moved to Tacoma. Barred, right? yeah, it was and, yeah, yeah, and
0: before we got to fifth level, we were playing one of the Adventures League, I believe. It's adventures uh, that were kind of. Scourge of the Sword
3: Coast, right. it's actually a d Next mm-hmm. adventure that came out when they were playtesting d d Next before mm-hmm. they officially announced it as 5th edition, or officially released as 5th edition. Mm-hmm. So he played us through that, that got us to 5th, and then he jetted out. He's like, you want to take over the group? <laughs> and so I bought yes. Storm King's Thunder, and this is my first right. time DMing.
0: Uh, fifth edition, probably first time actually DMing Your sound proper D anD D. Great, right? So we started well, off. I just want to put this. <laughs> in so yeah. we traditionally um, started yeah. off with Storm King's Thunder with an attack on. It's called Nightstone, I believe. The, this. Yeah, that Nightstone. was
3: actually. Uh, so the way Storm King's Thunder works, you really start off at fifth level. But if you want to start a party at first. You can go through Nightstone, which is this town that gets attacked by cloud giants and destroyed.
0: Why do they start and you go on this at fifth? Well, that's well, th-
4: it's that just common? kind of is that a common thing because the first few levels Well, characters are more fun yeah. at fifth. Well,
3: well, and usually, I mean, unless you have you know a, a book to go first level all the way to 20th, mm-hmm. either has to be super big uh, or very narrow. You're going to do this, 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 uh, this, with no real room for going around doing right. other things. So this one goes like 5th to eleven. So this is
4: like the middle school of... Kind of, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah. All
3: right. um, but they have a chapter in there. If you want to start it first, you can go to Nightstone. Mm-hmm. Start in Nightstone being just after it was attacked and go and save some people and whatnot. And it just kind of is a you know, thing to just bump you up to fifth yeah. level super quick because uh, this does like milestone levels where they're saying when you mm-hmm. get to this part they should be this level, this right. part they should be this level. So just go on a tangent,
0: so, just on a quick tangent here, and I want to ask you this question as a DM and the listeners out there: Is it better or was it? Is it easier to just do hit these milestones for levels or do you do experience points? It seemed like you were doing a little bit of both. I was
3: tracking experience points, okay. but then I was trying to match up with the milestones. Uh, When you get to the kind of wander around forever, uh, was it the Savage Frontier Chapter Mm -hmm. 3, I was just, I gave you a bunch of leads, let you go off and do a bunch of stuff, and I kept track of experience points, and when I figured you got to the right level to go on that's when I trigger the okay. next event okay, right. uh, but I wanted to kind of do experience points my first time just to see kind of mm-hmm. the natural flow of how much it takes for you guys to really level up and stuff
0: so at, as the adventure starts off with Nightstone with an yeah. attack on, on it and then the adventures go in there Talk about how you want us to—you want the adventures of the party to go a certain way, but we're so fixated on. <laughs> on so what happens is that yeah. I believe it's—is it uh, cloud giants come in and they take this artifact yeah. from an obelisk from the town, just kind of yes. sets it off. We show up and, and try to. Save the day, but it's it's after the fact. Yeah, and we were so fixated on obel- on the obelisk, like why they take the obelisk? <laughs> yes. Is there art <laughs> o- about the obelisk? I remember yes, I asked about exact. that. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so, <Okay>. so What <laughs> players
3: do? You- yeah, <laughs> it's like there's this this mm-hmm. doesn't matter. There's no re- reason for it to be there other than a look, a thing herring. happened. It's yeah, well, it's so not even it a red herring. So it was just right. kind of like.
1: Well, it was pointless. It was not important. Oh well, it's it does. On our yeah, side. You, from right. your side, and <laughs> this
3: is, I guess, where I learned a lot from playing this or running this, because again, I hadn't really run a game of D anD D in mm-hmm. like ten years at least. Uh, is portioning out information. Yeah. Um, when you get just a few pieces of information, those are super important pieces mm-hmm. of information. People focus on them, e- whether they're important <laughs> or <laughs> not. Right. right. I won't Right. It, right. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so, so, you know, there were a bunch of plate times during the mm-hmm. adventure where you guys were like, I don't know what to do next, and, uh-huh. and there were things I wanted you to know before you could get somewhere, but the act of getting you to know that can be kind of difficult, especially when there's a right. ton of stuff. I, so. I think
0: from our perspective, we were thinking if we could find out why they grabbed the obelisk, we oh, could yeah. get clues, but obviously yeah. that was just a red herring. That was just a red herring, yeah. but right. you kept going back to it. So, why did you choose Golden Fields? Because in in the adventure, if you look at the the adventure flow chart, after the Nightstone attack, the DM has the choice of putting you on this path to these three different cities. Tell us why you wanted to do uh, Golden Fields. Sounds, uh, pretty,
4: sounds like a pretty place.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, it was it was pretty close to you guys. Uh, that helps. Uh, Bryn Shandar is like way up north, and I.
0: Hard to pronounce can't too. Say it. Yeah. Well,
3: it was kind <laughs> of. It was, was Golden Fields was it was really down to Golden Fields and Tribor, because mm-hmm. those are the two close ones. Uh, Golden Fields was close, and I liked. I just kind of liked the area more than Tribor. I thought it was a little more flavorful, it was a few really more really fun NPCs. It was yeah. a cooler battle. I thought. Even that though where I, you even even that's the where cow? I got hit by well, the Well, yeah, That's yeah. where you got. Right. Hit by but the it was cow. still. I think you got hit by a pig.
1: It was still a really um, fun battle. Really
3: yeah. And, like, Tribor, I think, is, like, Fire Giants, so you guys were mm-hmm. only fifth level. So. Oh, yeah.
0: Which is another thing, just if you're going to play this game, you have to have a healer in this one because the <laughs> amount of damage <laughs> these giants do against yes. you, like, they'll throw cows at you. Well, if the DM is imaginative, the DM will throw have the giant throw whatever they can <laughs> find around you. What cows. Did we,
4: what did we do in the interim when Donna, our cleric, moved?
3: Oh, that's What's right. Really well, had Nick came well, in Nick, pretty quick. Yeah, we had, a, right? yeah okay. we had a yeah, we had a clarinet. He, he came right back. He, we were just you guys were down a thief right. for a while. But.
0: So, anyway, so what? So that was you read so was, all. Three? I read
3: all three, and I just that seemed like I can see myself okay. doing this one better. It seemed made a little more sense. Hmm. Uh, it seemed more interesting to me. So it was just a personal preference choice on my my part.
0: Now later on, we go to the Savage Frontier. And this is where I want to ask Paul. Paul, you were our note-taker. Still Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. Paul. Uh, still Paul. Paul, how, what's the experience with that? You know, you're, you've got to write down all these names, yes. all these NPCs, yes. all these places. The you drink, you need to be and, of course, nobody else wants to do it because no. it's the crappiest job in the world because I don't it. want to do it.
3: Well, I was doing it before I became GM, uh. so then it was... Well, I was yeah. somebody's got to take over because I'm not your
4: notes. It was my first time playing. I was it. trying to take notes mm-hmm. like Paul, and then I just saw his notes yeah. were fine, and you, I stopped.
1: You <laughs> need to be more organized. I found that my, my notes would start out great at the beginning of the session, <laughs> then as I had more beer, my notes yeah. would get more and more vague. He just uh, write uh, down sure, names. Uh, right. Killed just maybe a name. <laughs> but I think we can all
0: ag- all agree here that the notes were key because yes. a lot of these, in Storm King's Thunder there'll be NPCs that you'll see later on. And you're going to have to know that some of the backstory. Because there's, there's a little bit of politics involved there's in There's a of this. bunch
3: of politics. I think the uh, the hardest part for me was trying to work in... So when you went to, like, Maelstrom and all that later and got mm-hmm. involved in the politics, you would know what was going on rather than just dropping in blind. Right. Um, I don't know that I did a great job of it. I have kind of, I think, have a system for my next sessions I run. Uh, I'm really going to just go through and write down, I've already started it, Here's a list of all the things I think they should know by here. They should know by here. They should know by here because there's usually a lot of really flavorful backstory that is gets lost because you show up there and then they try and kill you and try and kill them and then it's like, "Oh, I didn't know this was this and this." So Somehow it's just like, I don't know how I'm going to tell you guys this, but you guys are going to somehow find this out before you get right. You, yeah, you know, can just... have it
4: be on signs on the
0: road. Yeah, something yeah. <laughs> like you know, Robo or something. Yes. Yes. It's like... And if you look at Storm King's Thunder, if you, you read through the, the, the module, if you will, or the campaign book, it has all these different places you can go to. Yeah. Did you? How did you, as a DM, did you want to guide us in a certain direction, or was it... Hey, I'm going to let these guys wander for a long time until they get to a certain level. Is that at any point point?
3: In time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Quite the poker well, place. you can't really just let them wander. Because, again, uh, the big thing is it sucks playing when you know nothing going on and people get bored, people get frustrated. So, you always have to have at least a couple of mm-hmm. things out there. The more the better, I think. It's better to kind of over saturate them with things through right. then under saturate them because there were some there were some uh hooks on little side quests and things you guys never okay. followed up so i know so um.
0: one side quest where you want us to deliver i think beer but is it beer or no. shoes or saddles saddles yeah shoes. so was that because i couldn't now there wasn't a uh a side quest where you're helping deliver beer about... The beer barrels. I didn't see anything about Siles. Maybe I missed it well, here.
3: Yeah, I can't remember Man. where. There's one where you just kind of... So Nonor's Hold mm-hmm. is, was the haunted right. castle. Did, did you make
0: up the haunted part?
3: Uh, well, it's in there. Mm-hmm. If you look at the... The nice thing is kind of the chapter three mm-hmm. is really it's just almost like a gazetteer, the whole small right. towns of the Sword Coast with little things that mm-hmm. are going on here and there. Um, I kind of pointed you there... And there's there is the saddle delivery, but really you just deliver it and leave. And so I went and expanded it out to the. Okay. So this the, is
0: where you added your flavor. Yeah. And okay. It. And that, that, was that cool. the, well that was the good. actual
3: going in there and whatnot was uh, I kind of just all right. that. Well, that out. was great. And Rebecca yeah. and I
0: we we don't like to do a lot of role play. We like to beat things up. Yeah, we do. And I know it's for us going from the very first all the way through the Savage Frontier was a. It was our time. We, we beat a lot of people up. So, um, was, so what did so yeah. you think about that, uh, Rebecca, with the whole... Did you feel that that, that there was maybe a balanced part of role-playing and, and fighting involved? Um, what did you think about
4: that? I, I do. Well, like I said, it was brand, brand spanking new. I still feel very new. And I quickly realized that... Um, your strength is only great if you roll well. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
4: yeah. so, but um, no, I liked it. There are times when you needed someone to, you know, like, I don't know, see through a wall or talk some other language or something, and that wasn't what we did. Mm-hmm. And there's just times We just killed things. To, <laughs> I recall I, I learned <laughs> mm-hmm. about I, 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 Leroy I, I, Jenkins. I'm pretty sure
1: <laughs> Gary the Cleric killed things. You guys yes. softened him up.
4: Oh man, it was painful when you just beat him and beat him, but you <laughs> right. don't get the kill, and then yes. someone rolls a little yes. like ugh, five and gets well,
0: killed. it and I felt like the first part was a little more combat, like the mm-hmm. whole hack and slash. But then, but a little bit of role play. The but the last part was very was yeah. really role play, which I, I enjoy. Um, but you really had to think on your feet on some of this some of this stuff. And I think the the real challenge for us was when. I forgot the name of the town, but it had the, the Floating Casino. The, the oh, no, there. That's Yartar, and, and, and that's the yeah, Grondog. And, and now, just to make sure, I don't want to make sure that we're off on this, was that in Chapter 4 The Chosen Path? Or was that uh, Yartar, in this, or Chapter 3? We're looking at the So,
3: yeah, so Yartar features later, and I wanted you to get there first, so when you went there later... You would go, yeah. Okay. I, know, I know this. Right. Okay. I think there's. I think it's in chapter three, part of it. Just, but mm-hmm. really, it shows up later. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at the chapters. Uh, one of the later chapters when you go back to actually kind of. So that I was um the cult, but mostly I wanted for us to go I there. I wanted, first. yeah, I wanted okay. to kind of guide you there. So mostly okay. when you find the medallion, you like recognizing, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we were just there. So we know this place.
1: Now when we were on the gambling barge, um, the second time, and um, Nick, <laughs> some of you were under it. Awesome, some some right. of us were under awesome.
0: it. So Paul, uh, could you set up the scene though, like why we were on the barge? Okay, we had, before we, we 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 had
1: this. to go. We had to go to the barge because we knew we needed to go there because that's where I can never remember the name of this group the Kraken Society yes yes the Kraken we knew there were we knew there were people from the Kraken Society there and we had to look into these people and figure out who they were and at least get some information so but they already knew who we were on site basically and they knew that we didn't have their best interests in mind um, so, no
4: well, there was that yeah. one mind reader
1: right. check. Yeah, now there's the mind reader yeah. reader check. Right, and so we were on the boat,
0: and we were to trying to trying to do okay. an Ocean's Eleven type thing, exactly. right, and, and get yes. gather information and. So the, what happened then? We got
1: made. We got made. They, they figured out who we were.
0: Right, and that was because I failed. I failed a check, I believe. Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. I don't she remember was, that. It was a
0: mind reader. Yeah. Failed check. Cause and the mind, and, and the telepath thoughts. told me to jump off uh-huh. the bow of the ship,
3: which you but, did. But, I mean, which I was you.
0: about but to but do. Then, no, you're
1: not
3: about to do. You then did. then,
1: then did. we knew then we needed a distraction. Gary, so Gary, Gary so cleric. the cleric, come on, come on, <laughs> Gary. Oh, hi, Gary. Uh, cast part Gary. water underneath the gambling barge. Yes. which was brilliant for a distraction that was fine and so it distracted everybody that so great. did uh, did your engineering and sailing background come into play here at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah I
3: figured you know you have a boat. That's sitting yeah. on water, and then you have no water, now you have a boat on the ground. Yeah.
1: No, that's pure knowledge.
3: And then yeah. Gary so, failed his concentration right. check for dropping, Bam, <laughs> and all the water came back. So yeah. that's a classic
0: so, example of how you think... Then, <laughs> then I
3: winged it from there. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> right.
0: This is a classic example how you think a is going to go, and all of a sudden someone comes up with an idea such as, well, I'll just use the what, controlling water uh-huh. s- spell. That part was, water. Part water. And I'll just part the water in front of the ship.
4: That was some quiet brilliance. Yes. Did you?
0: What was your thought on that, Steve? And what what, (laughs) what did you think? (laughs) What did (laughs) did I think? I thought like, yeah. (laughs) What are you going (laughs) to do? But we went with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay,
3: so you did that, and actually he parted under half the boat, Uh so it It tipped and went bam. Mm -hmm. All the water came. Everybody went bam forward. Water came back in, <laughs> and it popped back up to the surface. Right. It hit you in the head. <laughs> it, did. Yeah. it did. it right. did. Uh, you Explains lived through it, things. though, and then there was just so at some point, chaos, and you guys <laughs> took advantage of the chaos, yeah, that's right. right?
0: And at some point later on, after this, we meet up with an airship. Well, you met up with Harshnag. Oh, that's right, Harshnag. That's right. Which, according to the or campaign, hashtag Harshneg is used as a tool for the DM to take the adv- to put the adventures back on. The path. I yeah. guess you will. Yeah. Well, and, and, and so w- were we wandering way too much? Is that why you brought
3: No, Arshnake no. In? Really, it came down to uh, to me. You guys were going to wander around, which you did, and I kept kind of feeding you. Okay, you can go here, here, here. Uh, at some point, when you got, I think seventh level or something, mm-hmm. I wanted you to clear out because I knew there were like five giant strongholds, and I it, the adventure says you know. T- do one of them. I wanted to do more than one. So I figured I would do the mm-hmm. hill giants first,
0: uh-huh. before
3: you even go to them right. later that, on. That
0: seemed to come up even earlier. I well, think. it
3: did. Uh, mm-hmm. in, per the module, it's like one of the five. But I figured mm-hmm. it's low enough level. Once you hit about seventh, I'll let you guys take out the hill giants. That's when you found okay. Og with his note. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Was that right. guh? Was uh, it guh? Well, he, guh? He was one so of scouts. Okay. Yeah, Moog food.
1: in the tower.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So Cam did that. You guys went and you took out the Hill Giants. Uh, I actually toned it down a little bit, but not that much. You did good. Right. Um, and so you got the first one done. Then I had hash hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have we, me doing we it. We called
0: Harsh Nag hi- well, hashtag wait, so no, many you, times. You okay, did. I did
3: incessantly until <laughs> I started doing it. Uh, so then, you know, so then he got you going towards the Oracle mm-hmm. and back on path. Um, so I figured that was a good, he'd he be about seventh level or so. I wanted you guys to do one of the giant strongholds before mm-hmm. you need to technically do a giant stronghold for the, uh, you know, for the actual plot. Then he could get you go, I brought him mm-hmm. in to go, hey, we need to go see the Oracle. And then... Did uh, we
0: need the conch like more than one conch, or was that something that you and
3: I just did that because I figured that's a good way of getting you yeah. to like, three giant strongholds instead good. of one. Yeah. Giant so that was it good. Made good so sense.
0: In so in order, you have to get to the maelstrom. You have to get to um, um, I forgot the name of the um, storm. Uh, the storm giant king. Hecaton. 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 Sorry, Hecaton. You had to get these conches. Well, actually, you just needed a conch. Trunks and conks, conks. conks. <laughs> and so steve that the dm cuz you want us to go to these different things oh yeah uh, i mean they give you, the, you, you the, these that's five
3: cool right giant strongholds yeah. and pick one no i don't want and to and we only played no, about
1: half of this thing right, right. Yeah. i think yeah but
3: you know that's pretty normal i think i like the way there's kind of two kind of i guess adventures that are done. One of them is like on rails
4: mm-hmm.
3: almost by scene you go here, 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 here here, and there's not a lot of variation per group you just kind of mm-hmm. go okay we're going to go here in that case you do the whole thing uh, most of the Wizards modules seem to be uh, really open ended Okay. which mm-hmm. is nice because you can nobody ever nobody's ever written a module or adventure I'm like all of this is awesome, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so it lets you kind of pick and choose and go, oh, I think half of this is awesome, half of it's, eh, I'll run them through the half I think is awesome. Cool. Or kind mm-hmm. of point around and, you know.
0: Did you let us kind of drive where we were going to go in terms of which uh, stronghold? Yeah. Okay.
1: Entirely. Okay. Uh, so we went you, to Grodhaug by just because...
3: You went to Haug first, the hill giant. That was the one I think stronger. you kind of... Direct I did this that and then, I directed right. you there okay. first because again it was low enough okay. level mm-hmm. that you guys could do it a little early at seventh mm-hmm. and it gets one of them out of the way then I figured the other you could pick between two of the mm-hmm. other four and those were your
1: choices well, that was I just that, that was really fun then um, you played the Giants great <laughs> right yes um
4: Complete with figurines.
0: So let's talk about um, a little bit about the airship. So in the campaign, it says <laughs> there, a red dragon sends it over to us, but you changed it up according to the storyline because we had already met. Yeah, um, already met gnaw
3: bones. with the Nawbones. Yes. So why is another dragon going to get involved now? No, I just, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Nawbones, you already had went and talked to and, and prostrated yourself in front of so she would meet yeah, you. you. Right. Yeah. So I figured well oh, she's it, better to help you out than you know this other red dragon that you don't even, doesn't know you don't know them.
0: Now I'm really curious what if now I had I'd gotten this rod from a fire giant we killed and the rod what if we all said we're going to follow the these the tug of the rod that would get these different parts Stop. this artifact. <laughs> what what would you have done? I was curious about that. Because that's probably, another adventure, too. I probably would have made it so
3: painstakingly boring that yeah. you eventually... Oh, okay. Or, I don't know, something else. It's.
0: I didn't think... I, I thought you had made it up, but it's, it is in, it's in the there. campaign, and so a DM could oh, draw a yeah. narrative, a story from it, but I'm, I'm actually glad you didn't because this was... Yeah, a it didn't adventure. seem to... One of
3: the... One of the interesting things on this is all the giants have their own kind of agenda, have their own thing they're trying to do mm-hmm. to become the bestest giantess, you know, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you can get really derailed on it going, "Oh, they've got this plot to do this, right? was, we must I, stop that." I was really worried about that. But they're all the kind of yeah, they're all kind of red herrings. <laughs> right. Kind of pipe dreams. So it took a little effort on occasion to try and get you guys off of that back to something mm-hmm. relevant. I mean you really could if you wanted if you know, you, if you're a DM you could just go, Oh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. just take it that direction and be fine.
0: Uh, so I s- didn't want to. So speaking yeah. of red but, herrings and So you then, didn't get to. So speaking <laughs> of red herrings and party and the party getting bogged down in minutiae and just not figuring it when, out. Multiple times, <laughs> I think that happened to a lot of a lot of us when we were trying to recover this talisman because the um, the the oracle wanted us to find these these artifacts for each type of giant, uh-huh. and one was well the the one with the elk. We had to go to the uh, the elk uh, the, temple. was el- yeah, so a great
1: one. Yes. where wherever. you can go elk hunting. Really
0: yes. like so one, so no, one of it is the, well, if you could give the so, background. Well, no, it's just,
3: so yeah, you guys are trying to do. The, go and get the uh was it giant artifacts to bring back to the oracle and stuff. Yeah. And, and that was
0: our mission to get these specific artifacts to bring back to yeah, the oracle. Yeah, yeah, And the oracle would give us more information.
3: Yes. And it's one of those things when you're reading through the one of the best parts about DMing. If you're running especially if you're running a prepared adventure, there are all these little throwaway things in there like pfft, When's this ever going to happen? For instance, at the uh, elk shrine, if you, <laughs> there's an elk nearby, and if you shoot it, you are cursed. And yeah, reading through, I'm like, who's going to shoot an elk? Right. <laughs> well, as it turns out, sometimes um, somebody who has a bad right. influence, so, a chaotic <laughs> neutral influence, saying, you should do this, where right. an elk can get cursed, and it is hilarious. Right. <laughs> so we had to find
0: this artifact, and we got to this, uh, this kind of a... Uh, I don't know what you call it, a shrine. A shrine. We had to, yeah. need to activate the shrine. Right.
1: But we didn't yeah. know how to do that because it's well, not
0: clear. There was a there was an altar there. We didn't know what to do. We were, there were, we're there trying were, to read runes that we didn't understand. There were
1: pictures of, of, of barbarians hunting right. all over
0: the place. Right. And that's how, because there were pictures of barbarians hunting, Paul here <laughs> he had, had a great idea. Paul,
1: chaotic neutral Paul.
0: Chaotic neutral Paul. Paul's what? idea was, you should do this.
1: <laughs> you should shoot an elk.
0: So I did. And then the curse happened. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the curse happened.
3: <laughs> it then, wasn't so bad though. Yeah. No, it wasn't was funny. so bad. It was totally worth it.
0: Well, it was. It uh, wasn't but funny yeah, at those shrines
3: were one of the. The shrines were a little bit of a weak point for mm-hmm. me, uh, in that really, they're kind of the there's the shrines mm-hmm. and the artifacts are buried under the shrines. So yeah. You have to like destroy the shrine right. and dig, and there's no real clue to tell you that. And the first one you ran into, I changed around, so I had the whole ceremony thing you did, where they came in and there was they they I gave them like a riddle on the side of the shrine, okay, and that was the one where you had to turn the skulls mm. inward towards oh, the shrine, okay. the, the totem skulls for the god or for the gods of the barbarian mm-hmm. tribes, and at midnight and the and it slid open and the ancestors mm. came out and all this stuff. So I think you're expecting stuff like that, that for the others that you got okay. to, and well, you're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, right. Well, You need to dig, but I can't tell you that. And then you leave, and like, okay, so... That was a bit of a... Uh, it Really, it isn't obvious that, hey, you need to destroy this thing and dig under it. Right. So it's, like, it's
1: like, destroying, even as a kid, like neutral character, destroying a shrine seems like it's going to have a negative impact yeah. on what right. you're going to do. So, so, so my have suggestion, have a... if you're going to run this, mm-hmm.
3: is come up with more creative... Ways of finding the artifacts at the shrines because that really threw you guys, and it threw me because I was kind of not expecting you to stand around and go, "I don't know what to right. do." <laughs> yeah. And then I'm, I'm like, "Looking, right?" But like, really? know, doesn't yeah. tell <laughs> you what to do, does it?
0: Okay, so, so so fast forward, we we find the conks, um, and we get to the maelstrom, and. So this is what I thought. I thought we would get to the Maelstrom, and that would be the well, end of it. Well, first it wasn't. you go to
3: the. You had to go get the Conks from right. the Giant Strong. Ones. Right. Yeah. Which Before we did. Before you got to the Maelstrom.
0: Right. So when, when we got the Conks and we went to the Maelstrom, yeah. I we thought there would be this climactic battle and be over, but it wasn't. But wait. No. But wait. I'll There's wait more. more. <laughs> so Hecaton's gone, and this is the the underlying story about this because his daughters. One daughter is set up to be the next heir. The other two don't like that at all and plot against the sister. Sarissa, I think, her, her name is. Yes. It's Cinderella-like. It, it is kind of Cinderella-like, <laughs> except they're giants and lightning. But, but one of, And they're also being influenced by a blue dragon, right, yes. from all this.
1: Unbeknownst now, now, now that we're there, now we first met Emerith when mm-hmm. she was killing Harshnag. Yes, and did we learn her name at that point? Because I think I don't did. remember. See, I think that we did, like, and we have, I, think and I, did. I think you did.
3: I think you did. In fact, I'm in sure of it. and
4: you were already three sheets, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well,
3: and again, this is for my next campaign. Keeping mm-hmm. good track of information and really pre-planning. By the time they get here, I better have crossed mm-hmm. off all these things I've told them would really help because you should have known more than I told you by right. the time you got to Maelstrom. So you would have no expected, you know, a little, you know, right. better idea what to expect.
0: So because we're, we spent a lot of time on this, I want to kind of go down to the, uh, kind of the good and bad and maybe some of the other like side things uh, that uh, maybe threw us off or was interesting of this total campaign. So one of the things I, I want to ask you is, now the, the campaign book gives you great tables for rolling treasure and all that kind of stuff. Did you come up with it or did you do the rolling? For example, Rebecca, you had a gr- you had like three magical axes as a barbarian that's great. Oh. You had a giant slaying axe. Oh yeah. Um, well, so
3: I did a mix. Right. Uh, most of it I just pre-rolled uh, off mm-hmm. the charts. Except for the things where they had there were some special magic items that were new in there. And then I made up a few of my own that I wanted to hand out. One of them was Big Feller, the Giant Slayer Axe. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for that. F- the Rogue's, uh, the was that a rapier? The- no, the co- that was rolled. Um, I actually.
0: The Cloak of Many Eyes, I believe, right? Yeah, something okay.
3: like that. Uh, but he had Life Zipper, his his rapier. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: Life Zipper? Zipper, Life Zipper oh. yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, um, there were a few I made up. Uh, your Boots of Knocking. I actually That's read about those. Somebody, I read about those on the mm-hmm. internet, and somebody has to have these in my, my game. <laughs> but mostly I just rolled mm-hmm. stuff. I actually like the idea of rolling most of your magical treasure and stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead of tailoring it to the characters Ooh. like because then when you have a character you kind of have to go well you know what what's out there in the world i should be able to do those things mm-hmm. if i get a magic item it's so you don't specialize too far right like you know if it's all tailored you can go oh, i'm going to be a yo-yo master and i know the dm's going to give me a plus two yo-yo at some point god because i want a plus two yo-yo because that's all i can use right. So I like the idea that you should be well-rounded mm-hmm. enough. If you get things to go, well, this isn't the one thing I right. chose to use in my life, so I should be able to use well, it. Well,
0: it was really good to have that giant slang axe. It was kind of because it kind of fit with the campaign. Yeah. Rebecca, yeah. I think that you love that giant slang axe, ax, right?
4: And the ring of protection, yeah, and yeah. Boots and knocking. I was set up.
0: So what? What did you? What did you change? I mean, was there a lot of things that you changed off Storm King's Thunder? Do you felt that the, the way it was written, it gave you a lot of flexibility?
3: Um, uh, I didn't change that much, but it does give you a lot of flexibility. Mostly, I think what I did, I ignored a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um like, no, I don't need to do this, I don't need to do that. Or I really expanded on a bunch of things. Right. Uh, for the most part, though, I, I ran it mostly as it is.
0: I, I, there was a couple things that um, it was just so sad that we couldn't get to that storyline as I read this. Because there, you just don't do it. You make choices. Yeah. Yeah. The party makes choices. The DMs makes choices. One that's in the campaign is uh, you meeting with the silver, uh, a silver dragon that warns the party. About the rock that at this, st- remember the stone the stone giant's uh, stronghold? Uh-huh. Oh, the rock. Well, had oh, yes. we have met a, a silver dragon at a certain inn, we would have known about that rock. And yeah. I thought that would have been interesting. <laughs> and the opportunity <laughs> that we did not go to the cloud giant um, stronghold where we could have rescued a brass dragon, I thought was Yeah, Felgalos, And cool.
3: that was, but again, I mean, it was kind of your choice on sure. strongholds. Uh, Barry had really set up Belgalos as an NPC in the campaign before we hit Stone King's Storm King Thunder and I took that's over that's right I remember that so yeah. I was kind of like reading oh you're not yeah here's Felgalos and I th- yeah and he was pushing his cloud giants lot, too. well th- when Barry was running it it was the start of a new campaign and there was a lot of churn in players mm-hmm. yeah so like there weren't a lot of players left from his portion of it when we started playing it it really kind of Mm-hmm. equaled out to the same five people every week, uh, so there wasn't much left. Many people that remembered Feldwell's, Uh from you know the, the earlier part of the campaign, yeah. so that wasn't. But yeah, I was like, yeah, they should rescue Phlegelus, but you didn't. <laughs> we didn't do that. So yeah. so overall,
0: Storm King's Thunder. You, you you know, like you said, you've played since the seventies. You played all these modules. You you probably played against the Giants. In yeah. terms of this. This particular campaign, Storm King's Thunder, what did you think of it overall?
3: Overall I liked it if it's if you're not looking for a mm-hmm. module or adventure that you're like, I'm gonna run this right as is. If you're looking for ideas, it's it's a great sandbox. It, uh, mm-hmm. I like that it's not an end of the world module like, oh if we fail the world goes away. Like right, some right, are yeah. I don't like those and this is like a big thing but it's not mm-hmm. quite that it's got some soft points, but for the most part you can kinda like the parts I didn't mm-hmm. like I just didn't use. And it was easy enough. And it's cool. like in the parts I liked I used and the parts I thought were too thin mm-hmm. on an idea I liked. I just expanded it. now, So it's, it's good for that.
0: Now, any type of review we do with um, anything we do in Geeks of Cascade, we also like to include maybe things that could have been improved. Was there anything um, in the campaign that was written that you felt that was weak that could have been improved? Yes. Sorry about that. I, I'm <laughs>
3: guessing it's the last <laughs> part with the I, battle with Emrith. Well, yeah. The So the last part of the battle with Imrith, I had no idea Kind of how to yeah. gauge it. Emrith is like CR twenty-one or something, right. huge. And really, it came down to the you get to tag along. It's the storm giants that kill her, mm-hmm. just because. You know, you guys are making DC twenty fear saves. I think only two of you actually ever made your fear save before she was dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the giants, bam, 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 they right. took her down. I probably, if I were to do it again, would have only given me a three giants Mm -hmm. Uh, that might have drugged things out a bit Um,
4: that was super fun for me though handing out those little cards and we all have a giant buddy yeah no that that part was fun I I didn't actually
3: uh, the earlier like the golden fields one you also could have done played one of the NPCs there remember some of those NPCs that were with you I didn't do it there but I did it with the giants just because I figured it was really the giants are going to be tougher than you guys so in
0: Storm King's Thunder you do have just letting the listeners know that you have the option of going after Imrith which is the ancient blue dragon which is causing all this chaos and mayhem and so in the campaign as Steve you were saying you you get to you have storm giants with you while you're battling um, Imrith and ancient blue dragon but in a way, I agree with you, Steve. It was a little bit of overkill. You have storm giants that are immune to lightning, and you're going against a blue dragon. Um, pretty yeah. much, it's right there. You're getting a little bit yeah. of advantage. Plus, he, you, he got, uh, plus you got plus you got the to have a buddy. well. Plus, you yeah. got the king of the storm giants with you. One thing that an option in the book, and Steve, you can tell me if maybe that's a better way for if you are DM or DMing adventures to this is maybe perhaps it says in here that the adventures themselves just take on Emerith, but then if it's going badly, bring in Harshneg um, at the end to kind of save the day and to balance it out if it goes badly.
3: Yeah... You know, if you didn't have those giants there, though, it would have gone bad p- badly for you <laughs> very, very That's true. We probably very would Very quickly. So you're saying now, go think, with maybe fewer Storm Giants? Or, yeah, two or three Storm Giants. There's still probably going to be the Storm Giants. The battle would have lasted longer, so mm-hmm. more you could have really got into it. Uh, You're still not going to do a lot to her because you're 11th level and she's Mm -hmm. CR-21. Right. Uh, I think I would have, if I were to do it again tomorrow, I would juggle some things around, find more ways for you Mm -hmm. to make you guys a little more effective against her, reduce the amount of Storm Giants, uh, and play with it that way. But as it was, it was kind of... Mm-hmm. kind of overbearing but I, I, uh, so but it was, though, I mean, it was still fun. I mean, it's still this yeah. for a is whole like
4: week the, or two before right. I well, was the, just yeah. freaking out cuz my character was going to
1: die. I I thought about it for weeks, but how are we going to uh, defeat this guy? I,
0: I thought we were going to die. I straight I up thought we're going to die. is that why you wanted to buy a new well, armor? I, I, so look good. Yeah, I did. Oh, I sure. did. And I thought Steve, uh, you know, as you as a DM went, "Okay, you got through this, Now I'm just going to kill you." Now, obviously, you. It Still sounds like my mind. It sounds like you. you kind of recommend this to, to the listeners out there that this might be a good adventure to run if you're a DM to run people through players. What do you guys think?
1: My first campaign, I loved it. Um, I, I thought it was great. I both Barry and Steve were great mm-hmm. DMs. I was engaged the whole time. Right, but I what think. about
0: the campaign itself, the, the ca- storyline, and everything? What would you think compared
1: to all of the
3: other ones you've
0: played? Yeah.
1: Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually,
3: you you played mm-hmm. through the Scourge of the Sword Ghosts. Yeah. So um, was there was, there was a couple
1: points about. where we were certainly lost. And he couldn't tell us anything. Mm-hmm. And it would be because either we weren't paying attention to things. <laughs> 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 to right. me, I did better. Or found paying too much attention to something. Learning experiences because yeah. I didn't
4: know what right. I was doing. So okay, we were, I'm going
3: to just
1: write this yeah. hint right. on so this poster. I'll put it on my I head and tell you it. Was that. Yeah. Good. You enjoyed it.
4: I did. I totally did. I didn't really even get when we were meandering exactly. And it was mm-hmm. kind of hard to keep track of, like, uh, we're going to get these five artifacts, and mm-hmm. you know, we're going to get these five... Because I'm just... I wasn't taking notes, so and I wasn't... So you were
0: totally into the storyline. I was, felt like even this when we're yeah, yeah.
4: doing whatever saddle thing. I was right. just like, this is cool, and I was learning how to play. So I was watching right. what you guys
0: did. So learned. both of you are, are new to D&D. This is your first time, Brands so bacon. overall, I mean, for do you recommend this campaign to new
1: players? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And because there's so many options... And so many different kinds of things you get to do, right? Good,
0: good. Well, I've I played many times. Uh, been playing D anD D for a while, and I how, really how long? thoroughly enjoyed Since it. Seventy nine, too long. Okay. Yes, yeah, a little. Yeah. Actually, yeah. slightly before that. Wow. But yeah. I really enjoyed it. I loved the campaign. It was really good. The only downside was the Emerith. it It was really fast, but I got to do the killing blows, so that you was did. really <laughs> cool. That I got to say, I and, killed a dragon <laughs> in Dungeons and Dragons. To actually kill a dragon. Not and just a dragon rolled, like a dragon this Right, right. An ancient dragon. Yeah.
4: And you rolled a boatload
3: of crits sitting in the I did. Seat. Yeah. I, I roll a lot
0: of crits. I need to but overall
3: get your dice and Steal my <laughs> dice.
0: Disappear them. But overall, this is a well written campaign and if you go and look at the reviews of this, it is amazing. So my hat's off to Wizards of the Coast, Chris Perkins, Mike Merle's uh, Jeremy Crawford and the rest of you who put this together an excellent campaign I highly recommend it I think we all give it a thumbs up let's do it yeah. alright
4: who's got so two thumbs I, and love the campaign that's right and this
0: so with I think that's all we got I think they with look, that yeah. let's sign off and go uh, maybe play some board games before we dive into the next uh, campaign which white is plume uh, White Plume Mountain yeah not White Plume that's right so White Plume that's right White Plume what which will take cities. us a couple a couple Couple of you'll have to change it. sessions. Oh. White Plum, well, plum candy go. mountain. <laughs> ah. So with that, catch you guys later on the next behind the DM screen. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now back to our show.
1: Boy, that was great. Um, just all of us sitting down and talking about Strong King's Thunder after we played it. I know, uh, we were we were awesome. I yeah. mean that, that review was awesome. It was yeah, great. Yeah, the the game was awesome. Thank you, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. That was fantastic. It was a, it was a
0: great great campaign. I love the sandbox feel of it. Uh-huh. Where yeah. you you literally could do whatever you want to do around the yeah. sword, sword coast. I mean there you obviously there was a you had to solve it. Yes. You know, but
1: and there was some customization by the yeah. DM, but that's what DMs are for. That's right. That's right. It was. Uh, I had.
0: I had a great time. And oh, yeah. the thing about Storm King's Thunder, you could probably, we could probably play it again, and have a different. We, we only
1: played about half of it. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. We we did only <laughs> we played play the beginning to end, but mm-hmm. we only visited about half of the maybe less than half of the places.
0: Right, and and our DM Steve even said that he purposely let us go through more stuff that yeah. we really didn't have to go. through. Yeah. So I, I, I recommend it. I think you if you watched the review, hope you did. Otherwise, why are <laughs> you know, even listening to us? But we all gave it a thumbs up. We highly recommend it. You should definitely go to your game store and purchase it and uh, and play it. And get your If you have a DM, you should tell them, to, I want to play Storm King's Thunder because I just listen to a review and I know how to solve it. Or maybe that's not a good <laughs> no, idea. No, don't do that. Yeah, that's don't do that. that. So uh, do we have anything else before we sign off? I uh, do, any nerdy uh, stuff uh, you guys
2: did? I want to do a quick shout-out. So... Um, A while back, there was a Kickstarter game called Thornwatch from Mike Selinker. Oh, yeah. Um, It was really successful. Uh, It just arrived. Um, I backed that thing full on. So I got it. I got the expansion, just Mm -hmm. everything. It's just very unique looking. Uh, So I don't know if you're listening, Mike, or the rest of your team that, um, you know, Gabe Krahulik, Mm -hmm. uh, Jerry Hulkins, and just everybody else part of that. The illustration Mm -hmm. is beautiful. Penny Arcade for just... You know, you're the comic and everything for that. Um, I've not had a chance to play it yet, but oh my goodness are the components gorgeous and just well done. I mean, just just by the feel and the look alone, great job. And I just want to throw that out there. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. Again, that was
0: from Lone Shark Games. Cool. Um, sure. Also
2: local group, Seattle. Yes. So, and
0: Mike Seleniker, we interviewed him yep. in episode 15, so check that out. Yeah, yeah. um, He's a he, uh, longtime person at was of the Coast before he branched off to his own stuff. And in fact, Mike even um, said he'd like to be on the show again. Cool. So don't uh, well, we should go talk to him.
1: Yeah, but, uh, and for me, my wife and I just finished playing through Thanos Rising.
0: That's right. You yeah. did get that. I was Sounds, sounds
1: like it's, a it's, weird it's, adult it's, film. <laughs> a little bit. Um, it's really fun. Um, you mm-hmm. um, you roll dice, and you use those dice to, to draft... Um, heroes or attack villains and mm-hmm. it is hard to win and we actually won on our first try we may have cheated a little bit because the instructions are a little bit complicated mm-hmm. and you don't really there's some, a couple things you kind of miss or we did until mm-hmm. we were about halfway through
0: sounds like a potential game review you could be doing
1: sure yeah
0: all right well sounds like that's what you'll be doing all right great we (laughs) need more content anyway i did something this
2: weekend that you would really like steve um for my wife maddie for her birthday um we all went to the mopop and i went to the whole marvel exhibit oh Oh, that's right it was amazing they have so much stuff there they have like three of the actual iron man suits like Mm -hmm. that robert Downey jr used except the one that's
0: was stolen right
2: yeah i'm sure that one wasn't there but they had a lot of the other suits. I mean, they had like Luke Cage's mm-hmm. sweatshirt mm-hmm. Oh. Um, with all the bullet holes in it. Mm-hmm. They had Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange's cloak. They just had so much stuff, including which was I thought was one of the most most impressive stuff is they had the very first appearance of Spider Man, the actual comic there behind glass. Wow! But still, um, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing fantasy. Um, f- number fifteen. It, it. I've never seen one in the wild because it's like that. Like people can retire off of how much oh, yeah, it's worth. Oh yeah, definitely. Wow. Uh, that was really really cool, dude. Getting to see all that. A bunch Do you of. You know of how original it's, it's gonna be there for? I, I don't. Out. I mean, look, they usually
1: have things for months.
2: Yeah, uh, I would check it because it's a traveling exhibit. All the black, three main Black Panther, oh, the awesome. actual costumes they wore in the movies. Just, I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it, it was very very impressive. And
1: it's right when I let my membership lapse. Thanks, uh, Paul Allen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Paul Allen. Well that's cool. Well what I did kinda nerdy is obviously playing D and D, but wow. I always do that. But I took my boys to go see solo. This is about two, three weeks ago, no two spoilers. weeks ago. Tomorrow. I won't I won't do that. I won't do that. And uh I had
1: a had a great time watching cool. it. So cool. Everyone seems to like it. I
0: I loved it. I know some people don't, but I, I had a have, good no, time. I'm sorry. I've not talked to those people. Those people were jerks. Well, if you don't <laughs> like it, you can also email us at gigs That's cascadia Paul at, gmail. at of That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> so any, uh, do we have anything else? I think we're gentlemen? good. Yeah. All right. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Yep. Yeah. Um, hope you like uh, Storm King's <clears throat> Thunder. Let us know what you think. And, again, if you want, to, want us to do a game review, or I should say Kelly and Doug do a game review, and you'll get that next week. We just had Storm King's Thunder went on for so long, we just couldn't fit in uh, a game review from uh, Doug and Kelly. So, with that, embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Oh. podcast. This podcast is brought to you
1: by OrcaCon.
0: Okay, this is a test. I think everything's going really
1: well. Um yeah, I think everything's going really well. We're going to try not to tap on the table.
0: I don't know that I can not <laughs> tap on the table no to be, um, at yeah, all. Yeah. No tapping, but you're going to have to come closer.
4: Paul doesn't want me to say You
1: sit come closer. closer to me.
0: How's that? That not Go say a couple things.
4: How's that? Say I something get louder funny. as I drink more beer.
2: Okay.